Hello, and welcome to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, where my dad Nick Benson and Justin Moss talk about being salt and light in a bland and dark world. Welcome back to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. My name is Nick Benson, and as always, joined by my brother Justin Moss. Hi, Nicholas. What's up, Justin? Yo, yo. Nice to see you. Likewise. Good to be back. Yeah. Another another episode of the Lord's podcast. The best pod class in the universe. In the universe, not the Just planet. Saying, huh? Not the planet. And <laughs> like other ones. Uh, like other ones that limit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> to just this world. <laughs> We're not of this world. Nope. Hey. And they are. What? <laughs> uh, well, you know, welcome back. Um, here at the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, we like to talk about being salt and light in a bland and dark world. And I pray this episode is no different in mm. that we can share what the Lord's put on our hearts. Um, and this week, this episode is actually 49, episode 49. Mm-hmm. And we're, we've named it Pride and Popularity, mm-hmm. which might be a little difficult to, to talk about because we're going to have to, you know, shed some, shed some light on some stuff that we probably aren't too proud of in our, in our own walks or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cause I could think of like a million different situations that I've failed in, in both of those things. And I can't, you, that's you, weird. You, <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll start the, with Justin let the podcast begin. <laughs> so we'll start on Justin's side, <laughs> bringing us to the point of pride and popularity. So let's talk about how proudful you are and uh, right. how popular you are. Right. Well, I've never been popular, so no need there. But definitely uh, a ton of pride, Ooh. right, to deal with, uh, that the Lord still continues to, to deal with this. I think us as men, that's something we have to be mindful of mm. um, because, you know, there's a story that, that I want to share that always ministers to me about how pride can put you in a tough situation, um, not only with the Lord, but with, with people around you. Right. Because God has given us gifts and talents and abilities and a purpose. And when we operate outside of that and then take pride in that, that's pretty dangerous. Mm -hmm. The scarier one is when we are using those gifts and then we take the glory from God Mm -hmm. with the gifts that he's given us. Mm -hmm. Right. That's 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 very, very scary. And both of those are kind of exhibited in first Samuel, first Samuel uh, chapter 15. Uh, with uh, with Saul, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Saul becomes king. He gets anointed king. He's told to go, you know, go eliminate the Amalekites, and then he has this <laughs> he has this whole um, series of interactions with the Amalekites, with his people, uh, with Samuel, and then obviously all of this is you know him being dealt with by the Lord. But you know, before we get into it, just you know, kind of like a, a a a disclaimer here, you know, is that everybody deals with pride Mm -hmm. and if you do what i did in the beginning of the podcast right which is say you don't have pride issues right (laughs) then you know this is really for you (laughs) but we all have that 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 problem Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's being propagated now by how many conduits and avenues there are to to get attention and to seek attention so it's it's almost multiplied you know that that you have an opportunity to get prideful Mm -hmm. and to seek that popularity and to look for opportunities to be noticed and to, to, get, to garner attention from a certain group of people or even just to associate with a certain group of people. And that's not why, you know, why we're here. Um, because God has called us to be, to be salt and light, mm. right? He hasn't, he hasn't called us to, you know, be a God, yeah. <laughs> which is what you're doing when you're seeking that pride and popularity. You, you're having that spiritual eclipse where you're putting yourself in front of God and then you become your own God. And then you start to um, to, to cherish and, and chase those moments of glory mm-hmm. that are not yours. Right. What about you, Nicholas, before I get into that? Yeah, yeah I, um, I like what you just said because one of the notes I had here was actually a, um, a note taken from a couple weeks ago. The lesson, the first lesson actually in our, our small group Bible study, it's in 1 Samuel. Yeah. Um, but it's in, it's it was going over chapter 1 and 2 basically. Mm-hmm. And um, it talks about um, Hannah mm-hmm. humbling herself and giving, finally giving everything to the Lord, like saying, like she, she you know, it's that that meeting our end, you know, like we mm-hmm. met our end and we finally get, release everything. 
And then that's when the Lord's able to move and work is when we're finally letting fully go. So uh, one of the the comment the commentaries off of uh, chapter two verse three, off of the words proudly or arrogance, is uh, the note from John MacArthur said God humbles all those who vaunt themselves against God. So if you know ultimately if we're making ourselves a God, a lowercase g God, yep. we're vaunting our, you know, we're putting ourselves against God. So we're making ourselves an enemy like that. You know, I, I believe it's James 4, 4 that talks about what, you know, we're making ourselves an enemy to God. So, you know, pride is, is in that circumstance talking about where she's got, you know, she got to her end point and, and humbled herself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, Pride, you know, pride's always going to be in the way until you humble yourself. And mm-hmm. and humility is a choice, you know. So you have to humble yourself, or God will do it for you. But mm-hmm. like, you don't you don't want that part. You don't mm-hmm. want that kind of reprimand and and discipline. But because um, then it hurts and it's more sudden, you know. If if you can make that humble choice and start giving everything to Him first and foremost, then you know, one, you're not an enemy of God. So now you're not working against the creator of everything and the one that makes everything go round. Mm. But now mm. you're giving yourself and you're aligning yourself with his will. And I feel like that was that, that whole point of that lesson was like, was giving yourself away and aligning, you know, into his will. Mm-hmm. Because we won't go very far or do very much without that part, you know. Mm. So, um so yeah, so I, I I really liked that lesson because when I when I read those first two chapters, just reading through, I didn't really um, expand it that far. It was more of like, oh, like Hannah gets picked on because she can't get pregnant, and right. then the Lord blessed her, mm-hmm. and then she was faithful because she gave Samuel back, like she said she was going to do. Mm-hmm. So I always saw it as like a faithfulness story, and I never caught the the humbling part until right. this go around which you know that's just how the lord works because mm. he, he his timing and his revealing of of what is going on is is different in everybody's season and everybody's walk so this this season it talked to me about the humility and pride part and then what do we do we're talking about now pride and popularity in our in our you know in and not our but in the lord's podcast on this mm-hmm. episode so it's um it's awesome how the Lord works in those in those things and as and then when you see it adding up you're like oh my goodness like mm. He cares about me that much that he's going to start lining things up in that, you know, and then you start really seeing the bigger picture of like what he's been doing or, he, you know, he's got you in line for. And mm-hmm. and then, you know, that's where that's where it could get dangerous with the pride part, because then when you do start seeing those things, you can start thinking about, like you said, taking it on your own, saying, oh, look at what I'm doing. Yep. Look at what I did. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Like that's that's not you. You were just a vessel. The Lord used you. Now don't you know forget where you came from and don't forget how you got here. Right. And where it came from. Where it came from, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are several, several good points, right? And Hannah's Hannah's vow and her prayer and the way that she kind of approached the Lord, you know, was so awkward at the time that the the chief priest did not understand it and thought she was drunk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And right. just that that I've read past it. I don't know how many times, you know what I mean? But that kind of caught me. I was like, wow, like he's looking at her like, oh, this insane woman. She is pouring out her heart. Mm. Right. Yeah. Just like this. You can have it all, Lord. Like mm. I, I don't even know what to do. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that really, that really ministered to me um, in that lesson. And even, you know, like you said, the humility that she had and she was already broken, you know, mentally in an earthly sense. Right. But then she got to the point where she was spiritually broken. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, and then she honored what she said she was going to do. Not many people mm-hmm. at that point in the depth of that prayer mm-hmm. honor everything that they pray out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we, we, we've, we, you know, people I've done it myself where you're like, Oh Lord, you know, I'll never drink again. If you just get me out of this situation, and then, you know, where are you at next week? Yeah, exactly. Like we've all been in those situations where we've said that prayer mm-hmm. and, 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 and it wasn't even an earnest and it, was not you know um, followed through with mm-hmm. when the Lord came through. Mm. You know what I mean. But I do I do kind of want to get to the the first Samuel, and I'm gonna read like little parts of it because I don't wanna I don't wanna you know it'll it'll take a while and this will turn into a Bible study, right? <laughs> <laughs> not that I wouldn't do that, right? I wouldn't have fun doing that, but I, I think it's important just to kind of point some things out. So 
the first thing is, you know, Saul is given an order to go and 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 kill the the the, Amal- the Amalekites, right? And I'm going to read it. It's a, it's out of chapter 15, verse three. It says, "Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all they have, and do not spare them, but kill both man, woman, infant, and nursing child, ox, and sheep, and camel, and donkey." That was the order. That was the command that he was given. It says all, all, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, and he gives him an order. He says, go and attack. And that is, is, is what we are called to do when God tells us to do something, or we have something that we know we're supposed to do if we're following scripture, if we're paying attention, or even if it's a law, <laughs> that's what we're supposed to do. There's not like any, any um, you know, dancing around it. So that's the first thing that he's that he's told to do that. But when he goes, this is what happens, right? And I'm going to look at verse 9. And when he goes there, he kind of yields to the people of his country and then what his desires are and begins to just deviate just a little bit from what was said. And they begin to kind of spare these certain things, right? So if we look at verse 9, it says, but Saul... And the people, Saul's name's first. Hmm. Okay. Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good, and were unwilling to utterly destroy them. But everything despised and worthless, that they utterly destroyed. So they took the junk and Hmm. they destroyed it Hmm. and they kept the good stuff. And that's what pride does, mm-hmm. right? That's what pride does, right? You're like, oh, this is good. This is for me. Oh, this is good. This is for me, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. This, oh, I like this, right? That's not what he was told to do. Right. Because we know later on it'll come back to bite them in the butt. Mm. But in this situation, in the circumstances, Saul's pride, his inability to follow the Lord, and his unwillingness to understand what he was ordered to do and follow through, like you were talking about with Hannah and her prayer. Mm-hmm led them to you know being persecuted by these people for a very long time mm-hmm. um and one of the cooler things is samuel actually comes and fixes this all which i like but we, we'll get to that in a little bit mm-hmm. but the point i wanted to make was that pride got him in a tough situation he just picked out what he wanted and pride has you do that pride will not let you look at your faults it'll only have you looking at the good part mm-hmm. and having you keep those things and then disregarding everything else mm-hmm. you know if you're not in pride and you're not dealing with pride, then you don't get to see those things. And before you know it, it seeps in and it starts to take over and you're built up on this platform of just you. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is one little wrong turn and there you go falling down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, uh, I'm just like thinking about First Samuel in general, or even this story of Saul. I'm like, man, that, that has a lot to do with pride. Oh, and yeah. Like Saul in general was his, because even... Even taking it back for you know to like, or actually it would be fast forwarding it to when uh, David and the Goliath part, mm-hmm. you know, when because even after David slays the giant, pride was seeping into Saul at that point against mm-hmm. uh, you know because people are making the song about David you know killing tens of thousands and mm-hmm. Saul only thousands or whatever so mm-hmm. you know that was eaten at the king because oh, yeah. the little shepherd boys. Mm-hmm getting praise that he feels like he deserves because he's the king. Um, and I feel like that being a prideful man, and then when you get power, it, it, it even inflames it and engulfs the, mm-hmm. that, that fire that, that gives you the, basically a desire to keep self-entertained and to keep self-fed, um, you know, because your pride becomes a, an, an animal almost. And I I had a quote even too from a from a song I was listening to yesterday and it it said it was a it was a Christian rap song by a, an artist called Aha Gazelle and it, um, he said he said yeah I don't know it would, that was um, a weird name yeah <laughs> I I think of Aha I think of the sparkling water but um, it says if you only care about what you consume you're a monster mm. so I I, I thought uh, that was like a good picture of pride because pride mm-hmm. is a monster. And if you're only caring about what you're eating, mm-hmm. like that is a monster. Like mm-hmm. if you think of like monsters and movies, it's usually one that's just attacking to consume, you know? So pride is that monster. And the more we feed it, the bigger and 
badder it gets mm -hmm. and the harder it gets to remove. Um, but we've shared on the pride of life episode where, mm. you know, don't, the only, the only defense against pride is humility. So like we have the answer, but it's a choice to make and it's not easy because I feel like pride is the, the easy and the, the lazy way of things. Mm. And it, and it, it is, it, it's the, the minor compromises like Saul was doing here where he didn't completely destroy. He like saved the good stuff. And yeah. You know, destroyed the, the, the junk, what, like, what you called it. Right. That's it. And it's like, <laughs> Lord, I did my work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, no. And claimed it. Yeah. And claimed it. Straight that, up claimed it. So that, you know, like you said, that's a dangerous spot to be because you're, now you're making yourself God because you're mm. changing what God said to fit what you want it to be. And that's mm -hmm. basically what compromise is, is changing the out, you know, changing the circumstance to match the answer you yeah. want. And that's what he did. He's like, uh, mm. you know, it's, it's cool. I'll, uh, I'll do this stuff, but I'm going to keep these things because these are worth something. Right. Cause I like them. I like them. Yeah. What that's called in the secular world is a confirmation bias. And it's where you take the circumstances and scenarios of what's taking place. And then you use those to validate what you want. Wow. Say that again. Confirmation bias. Bi yeah. yeah. Confirmation bias. And it's used. Wow. There's a couple of different things. Like yeah. it's mainly applied to the, to, to the data world. Like when you're kind of yeah. mining data and you're aggregating data mm -hmm. and you actually use that data to confirm what you want. But it's the same thing for us and pride and spirituality where you just, you're using the things that you want to, like Saul did, right? Mm -hmm. To kind of confirm. He's like, oh, I'm king of the people. And really, he was trying to please the people himself mm -hmm. and God at the same time. Yeah. You, that, that can't happen. Yeah. Right? Ooh. God's like, it's only me. I'm a jealous God. Mm -hmm. Right? And I'll visit the iniquities yeah. <laughs> of, 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 of multiple generations. <laughs> right? <laughs> and when you're pleasing yourself, then you can't please God. And when you're pleasing people, you definitely can't please God. Like, it's got to be God first. And then he is that lens that you're able to perform all those things. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, that's really something that pride should be, you know, looked at. And it's not like, you know, you and I have it, you know, completely figured out, no you know, by any means. Right. But if you, if you notice that in yourself, like you have to check it yeah. pretty quick. And you mentioned something um, that, that God taught me even before, you know, Jesus got a hold of my heart was that, um, I have to humble myself before God mm. has to. Yeah. Right. And I, and I've always like kind of remembered that and thought about that. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> we can't help but laugh because my dog just dropped a deuce, man. <laughs> Your dog just protested. He just protested. He just, he just dropped the bomb on the podcast, guys. I'm sorry. And I'm thanks, like breathless right thanks, now. Chewy. Yeah, thanks, Chewy, for that little treat. <laughs> On that note, there's a dog for sale. His name is Chewy. He comes with toys, food. Oh, I'll, I'll pay you a monthly. You can just have them. Yeah, my eyes are watering. I don't know if it's from crying <laughs> or the smell. <laughs> but again, I guess just to get back on, on, on point here, right, is that we have to deal with that pride before the Lord does. Right. And who? Right. Easier said than done. Easier but said definitely than done. Wanted to. Yeah. And and Samuel confronts Saul in his pride in a manner that it's almost, you know, you could see the Lord doing the same thing with us in, in these circumstances where he actually has to confront us and deal and deal with us about about our pride. And I kind of want to I'll read a little bit of it. Um, and it's and it, we're again we're in first cha uh, first Samuel chapter 15, and we're looking at verse 14 right now. He says, but Samuel said, what then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen, which I hear? And he just starts off like, oh, yeah. Hmm. So what is this? Yeah. And starts calling them out. And he starts like just with the animals. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you guys think that, you know, these are your animals. And, you know, later we'll see the Saul's like, Oh, we're going to sacrifice those. It's like, oh, OK. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> and Saul said. They have brought them from the Amalekites. Now, Saul's name isn't first. He said they. He said they. He's yeah. like, those people. Oh. The people that you, you had me in charge of. Those what a, people. What a leader. What a leader. For the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord. Your God. It's not, it's not Saul's God. Oh, yeah. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Right? So he says, those people, your God, 
Saul's just backing away. He's like, that wasn't me. You know, you get to that point is when pride seeps in mm-hmm. and you're unwilling to take responsibility for your actions. Oh, That's full-blown manifested pride yeah. where now you just went against everything that you were supposedly standing for, right? Because supposedly you're for God and he said you're God. Supposedly you're for the people. It was those people. Mm-hmm. They did it, right? He has no no guilt in this whatsoever, right? He has no control. Although all this one happened under his watch, under his leadership. And it was instruction from God on what he was supposed to do. And he just kind of like backed away from all of them. Hmm. And then in verse, in verse 16, he says, then Samuel, then Samuel said to Saul, be quiet. And I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Hmm. And then he brings some fire mm-hmm. again. And Samuel said to him, speak on. Right. Yeah. I like to, I like to say, <laughs> I like to think of this as like a shut up and sit down yeah. and listen. And then he says, okay, go ahead. And yeah. he kind of backs away and says, okay, all right. And then on verse 17, says, so Samuel said, when you were little in your own eyes, were you not the head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king of Israel? Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Malachites, and fight against them until they are consumed. When, well, sorry, why then? Did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Agag, the king of Amalekites, of Amalek, excuse me. Keep it, keep in mind, he said, and brought back mm. the king. He didn't say to bring the king back. Mm-mm. That was an outright lie. Right. I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people, here we go again, (laughs) not me, the people took of the plunder, sheep, oxen, best of the things, which should have been utterly destroyed. Now he admits that he heard that order Mm. to sacrifice to the Lord, your God. Again, it's your God in Gilgal. And this is this is this is what I like what Samuel says here. Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? And we have to keep that in mind. That's where that's that that's that 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 kind of check your heart and the pride thing. Does the Lord want the things? He mm-hmm. doesn't want the things. He just wants your heart. And we'll get to that at towards the end of the the, the the podcast here. But he does. He's not. He's not interested into the sacrifices. All of the things that were taking place, the sacrifices, the laws, everything that the prophets were saying, were all to guide people to have a relationship with God. It wasn't about those individual things mm-hmm. you know case in point when 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 david ate the showbread right it was, it's the, it's not about the bread mm-hmm. it's about drawing close to the lord mm-hmm. and people were getting caught up in the sacrifices and then you know like we mentioned earlier pride fully manifests itself mm-hmm. now <laughs> right now they're keeping the things that they want and then saul saying oh but we're gonna we're gonna sacrifice this to the lord mm-hmm. no you weren't you were gonna sacrifice those things you took yeah you were gonna sacrifice those nice animals you wanted to eat them yeah Sacrifice them to yourself. Right, sacrifice them to your stomach, to your dinner table. And then he says, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed that the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity of idolatry. Keep that word in mind, idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you from being king. And that's pretty much what happens when pride takes over our heart, mm. right? We disregard God's orders. We disregard what our, his commands are. We start to begin to look at what we want to do mm-hmm. and what we want. And then in this particular case, and this, this is us as men, especially men with families, is it begins to seep in the people around you and you start to let them do stuff that they're not supposed to be doing. And then you can't control it. Because pride has you propped up that you don't want to be that person that's checking everybody and telling them they can't do those things. You've lost that ability to retain the authority that's been given to you by God to to, to take care of those instances and those situations that has you acting a fool and in sin. And then it's manifesting itself in your family and your friends. It could be your work. Mm-hmm. Like all of it starts to seep in and you have no control over it. And when you're called out on the carpet, you begin to start blaming everybody else but yourself. Mm-hmm. That's pride. Yeah. Yeah, it just made me think of like even at home when like I start messing around or, or riling the kids up, mm-hmm. they follow suit. Oh, and yeah. then it's sometimes hard to 
calm them back down <laughs> to reel them back in and then I, my wife you know she'll be like but you started them up and i'll be like no i didn't it was you know i can stop see i'm grown look, look at this yeah i'll be right back yeah <laughs> like the homer simpson meme i start like right, right. you fade into the into, bushes into, yeah, into the bush, I'm down. um but i i really like verse 22 15 22 is like one of one of a like one of many favorites in in the bible but um that one hit home you know a few years ago where i had i even in mine your says behold in my translation it says listen with like explanation point like listen mm -hmm. like it's like a like a command and mm -hmm. it's an authority authority authoritative mm -hmm. command um where he's telling them like he's being that leader the leader role what saul should have done to the people he mm -hmm. should have been able to tell them like no we're not keeping that. We're killing him because this is what the Lord told me. But he was, you know, he was, like you said, like he he, he wanted the, the attention and the love of the people so much that he compromised and, and mm -hmm. oh, no, yeah, we'll, we'll keep that. That's fine. And then we'll get rid of this stuff. Yeah. And, but yeah. So Samuel's telling him like, no, listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and mm -hmm. submission is better than offering the fat of rams. You know, so it's like you can... Does yours say submission? Yeah. Oh wow. And submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Mm. So I I just like the the visual. It get, I'm a visual learner, mm -hmm. so the the way it's worded, and that's why I like the NLT because the way it's worded sometimes it it's a, it paints a picture in my head because I you know like some of the 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 older language. Uh, why are you calling me old, bro? <laughs> bro. <laughs> the the older language is sometimes harder to get the picture painted. Mm. Um. But when I read it here and then then I'm able to compare it, then I can understand more what the new King James is saying. Mm. Um, and even the King James sometimes too. But King James is tough. Yeah. Uh, but they're cool to listen look at and compare and 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 be able to understand. And a lot of the the way you learn in uh, memory verses, a lot of it is New King James. So NLT will throw you off a little bit. But I like the NLT for the commentary version or the commentary wise, like where it says the obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams that to me paints the picture of my obedience like my me obeying the lord is better than any work i could do like anything i can go and quote unquote sacrifice is technically just my junk mm. that i'm giving him because i'm not really obeying his actual word because i'm trying to like compromise or make it fit you know like mm. Um, and I, and still to this day, I'm sure I do it countless times, but I can remember certain things that I going through life. Like I will do that. Like I will try to, eh, I'm, you know, like even before becoming a Christian, I'll be like, ah, I do this stuff though. I'm good enough here. It doesn't matter if I make a mistake here because I did like these five other good things, but, mm. and I started trying to like, you know, balance it out with this little scale system that I've created. Uh, you know, like for yourself for myself yeah and then then you you know like you either realize it on yourself or on your own like i said you you humble yourself and and make that choice of humility or you learn it the hard way which as men we tend to do uh because we're procrastinators and we'll put things off either to the very mm -hmm. end or until it gets taken from us mm. um so that's why we you know from from the point of uh of having some knowledge of things of things that have happened we say to to do your best to make that humility choice first mm. um mm. like easier said than done of course um but prayerfully that's why you're even listening to podcasts like this and listening to to other you know teachings and reading the bible and stuff because you know like saul did he was he was worried about what man was thinking mm -hmm. so you know the saying goes like don't study man study the bible mm. and that's where the, that's where the the choice starts like you need to start studying the bible rather than worrying about what man is doing or saying or what they may say or because mm -hmm. a lot of the times we think people are going to say things we're like get in our own head and people like we're not that important you no. know like like people aren't talking about us like we think they are around mm -hmm. you know around the corner mm -hmm. like we're like oh man someone's gonna say this because i'm doing it you know because i started talking about jesus but mm -hmm. it's like eh, they you know they actually might even ask you questions like, what do you know about Jesus? And your mind will get blown because you'll be like, oh, man, this person actually is interested. And I thought he was going to make fun of me because I followed Jesus, you know. So mm. uh, the Lord will work in those humbling moments. When you humble yourself, he, he will blow your mind. 
but if you hold on to it, uh, it might, it'll hurt. <laughs> but yeah, all that to, to say, um, you know, we're basically in Galatians 1.10 is one of the oh, verses I wanted to go to. I had that one too. Nice. So I was saying basically all that to say that Galatians 1.10 says, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Mm. So to me, that's that's that obedience of knowing who we serve and why we serve mm -hmm. and not worrying about what so-and-so might think, you know, because like I said, like sometimes it, the Lord will blow your mind and be like, hey, that person actually wanted to hear and they were just waiting for someone to mm -hmm. say something or bring it up. Or they knew you were a Christian, but they were waiting for you to kind of spark the conversation. Mm -hmm. So we can't worry about what what man may think or what man may say, because you know, if if, if we were, then obviously Christ wouldn't we wouldn't be Christ's servant, like Paul was saying. And he was he was sharing on you know the the fact of there's only one good news, there's only one gospel message, mm. and don't let anyone tell you anything different, and stand by that, and don't worry about what man may say. And now. Fast forward the years to now, 2021, we have to stand on that more than anything because the world and maybe even the nation at some point will try to say that there's different gospel messages or everyone goes to God, you know. Hmm. All dogs go to heaven. Yeah, exactly. So and 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 they they do push that. And and I think, you know, our nation wasn't built on that that belief, mm -hmm. but we can see the culture pushing for that the whole equality coexist thing. So they, you know, they are trying to please man and they're trying to compromise and bring it into this one, like everybody be happy, you know, don't worry, be happy, which, you know, we, we, we as Christians, we're, we're not, we, we're not to worry and we are happy because our joy comes from the Lord and we give him all of our thoughts and prayers and supplication. So we, you know, we, we lean on him so we can be happy and, 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 uh, and be the light that he's called us to be. But if we get tripped up with all the darkness and what man's doing, then ultimately we will be no use. And, mm -hmm. and, um, or we get used for the dark side and that's mm -hmm. where the pride is built up and that monster becomes a reality. Um, and I feel like you know, I always pick on social media, but that was like one of the things that I, that I thought was a big uh, turnoff on social media was, how it turned into like just the, the bragging, you know, like the overall, like, look at what I got, mm -hmm. check out this, check me out here, tag my location there. You know, there's all this like showing off. And I think that's a big part of pride is where you're, you're putting yourself on this pedestal and basically showing everybody what you got and what you're doing, um, mm -hmm. which we're not supposed to lead people to ourselves. We're supposed to be leading people to Jesus. So if we're constantly talking about self, we're not talking about him. So ultimately we're confusing the message. We're not giving the clear message. Convoluting it, right? Yeah. Yeah, you brought up something that um, sparked a little, you have those little um, teasers that pop up on your phone, mm -hmm. right? Um, and one of them, I'm, I'm going to read it about social media that kind of blew my mind. I'm just going to read the title of it, but it says Facebook's effort to attract preteens goes beyond Instagram kids. And it says document show. So there's proof that mm. they're just going after children mm. to try to get the children to, to, to pay attention to social media and think that, you know, if if our kids just can't be kids because they're trying to compete with other kids, you know, grand lifestyle that they're publishing out on social media, which is not you mm. know what they're doing. Or they're trying to keep up with other kids and the things that they're doing, right? That's the problem with social media and the propagation of of self, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's about. And then to get the like kids younger and younger and younger to buy into that, right? Rather than buying into you're a child of God and you you, you do have a purpose and God it holds that purpose for you, mm. and you know you can have salvation and eternal life, not what you know this planet gives you and the people here gave you um and that's that's probably one of the one of the things that are leading to kids feeling inadequate and wanting to commit suicide you mm -hmm. know what i mean because they don't they don't find their place here they don't find their value here and the interesting thing for us as men 
is if we don't deal with our pride, humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord and honor him, when our kids look at us, what do they see? Do they see that social media? Do they see that that lifestyle that you're trying to live? Or do they see Jesus? If they don't see Jesus, then we're, we're leading them away from the thing, the very thing that can save their life hmm. <laughs> on both sides right. Right, of yeah. death. True. Right? So um, I wanted to, to kind of wrap up at least my, what the notes that I had for, for, for pride, mm-hmm. um, because I had broken it up and I forgot to mention pride this. And pride, yeah, pride and popularity. Okay. Um, because the first Samuel 15 was an important part because I, I really wanted to, 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 to showcase Saul and, and what he did, because that always ministers to me, like whatever kingdom you think you have, like, what are you doing with that kingdom? Yeah. Is it pride filled? Is it filled with compromise? Is a prophet going to have to come and, and, and finish the job for you? And mm-hmm. then the Lord's going to remove you from your throne and then bring somebody else in that you end up trying to kill. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, think about that. Like he tries to kill David multiple times, right. like throws spears at his head while he's playing a little instrument for him. Like it gets deep. Mm. And that's just because Saul couldn't let go of his pride. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be like that? Or are we going to humble ourselves on the side of the Lord? So that word pride shows up in Proverbs is it six times, six times, one, two, three, four, five, seven, seven times. I'm going to read through them real quick. And that's why the notes were so long. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the first one, um, we all, we all know, you know, pretty, pretty good. So I'm going to save that one for last, right? But uh, Proverbs 8, 13, the fear of the Lord is evil, is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Yeah, it gets worse. <laughs> Proverbs 11, 2, when pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. But pride comes, nothing but strife, but with the well-advised is wisdom. And that's 13.10. Proverbs 14.3, In the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. Proverbs 29.13, In the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise... Oh, that's the same one, sorry. So he mentions it again six times, but the the, the interesting thing, and I'm going to kind of do a little lineage here, and then, I'll, and then I'll come back to my point, but... You know, this is David's son that wrote this, who witnessed David's life, who is a circumstance of Saul's pride. Mm-hmm. So if there's anybody that can kind of see how this manifests itself through multiple generations of what pride will do mm-hmm. while these men were being leaders of their kingdoms, Solomon knows. Yeah, He straight up knows. Mm. And he's he's been a part of that pride. He had to deal with it himself at the end of his life, too. Yeah. But... That pride was so important that he mentions it so many times in individual Proverbs here. And again, these are different chapters, even though the chapters were added later on, but different portions of Scripture, let's call it, and, and, and different versions. You know what I mean? He's like mm-hmm. he's, he, he's talking about pride, 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 and he's got it in several different areas. Yeah. That is a heavy. Like I'm just, I just did the same thing. I searched pride in, my, in the Bible app, the oh, version yeah. app, just to oh, yeah. see. And it is crazy where it's, you know, pride leads to conflict, pride leads to disgrace, pride ends in humiliation. Uh, you've left 16, 18 out yet. You haven't gone there. Oh, no. That's the last one. Go ahead. But yeah, that, you know, the, the that's the that's the most common one that people think of, right? Right. Yeah. Pride pr- goes, well, I'm going to read mine and then read yours. Is okay, that okay? Yeah. So pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before they fall. I, li- I like the haughty spirit, but mine just says pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Oh wow, that's probably as close as it's pretty as close. Been. But Hottie Spirit still sounds cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pride in my life, you know, has always led to some sort of destruction, has always mm. led to some sort of conflict, has always led to some sort of disgrace. So reading these proverbs, it's like, yeah, like totally. Like, but pride is such, you know, it's one of the the one of the three temptations that the devil uses, you know, the mm-hmm. pride of life. So that pride and popularity, that's why it's even another episode here because it's such a such a big thing for for all of us that we have to deal with on a daily basis because as things happen we can be built up on what we think we did you know and and that's why we have to give it all to the lord and then make sure we still give him the glory at the end of it too because 
if we give it all to the Lord and at the end of the day we talk about how well we did, mm. we are going to lead ourselves to some sort of disgrace, conflict, or destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, spoken from the horse's mouth, from from Solomon that saw it generation to generation of yeah. destruction mm-hmm. and conflict and disgrace because of all the things that Saul, David, and then himself even had to deal with. And it's like, I think the Lord's telling us loud and clear, like, that is going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you men... Men, I mean, I can't speak for women, but I know for men, it is going to be an issue every day of your life. Something's going to try to take your attention. Something's going to try to build you up, and something's going to try to cause you to fall. You know, because mm-hmm. of what you're what you're taking in or what you're believing in. And you know, that's that's why I, I like Galatians one ten for both sides, the pride and the popularity, because we have to know who we're who we're serving and why we're serving, mm-hmm. and don't let people or men distract you especially along the way yeah and and those temptations will forever be there as long as you know we're serving god yeah you know what i mean so our preparation for that is is ever important and that's why we put on that armor Mm. that's why we put on that armor of god every day every morning that's why we get into his word that's why we make sure that we worship that we have memory verses those things guard our hearts and our spirit against those attacks right and you know the victory is already ours it's just whether we we claim it or not um and 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 walk in it and pride is a huge a huge indicator of where your heart's at mm-hmm. right how much pride do you have nobody's going to be completely cleansed of pride right um, especially if you're being used by the lord because he does awesome things right. awesome and great things and you can get caught up and you're like oh wow it's so cool look what i oh <laughs> look what i, I. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh uh oh but you know, it's okay to glory in the Lord and his work and celebrate with, with the brothers, but you can't take his glory. It has to be, you know, key word was in, the key phrase, I should say, was in the Lord. Mm. You know, and that's, sometimes that's tough to do, sometimes it's not. But the more we do it, the easier it is to recognize the opposite of um, of what the Lord would have us do in his glory. And that's that pride when that pride starts to seep in. It becomes like a little bit of a, a smell like my dog's poop, right? You're like, oh, that's foul, yeah. right? <laughs> you could smell it right away and know that it's wrong. <laughs> All wrong. Bad timing, wrong. Chewy. Bad, Bad timing. timing. Fire, Chewy. <laughs> He's still for sale yeah. if anybody wants him. I think... Um, Actually, I'll pay you. Just take him. Martha's gonna hear this. And she not is be, for sure. I'm gonna be in trouble. Just <laughs> spend the night at your house. <laughs> oh man, sleep on the couch. Yeah, sleeping on the couch like me, Chewy. Me and Baxter. I got a new dog, guys. Yeah, his name is Baxter. <laughs> I think um, the pride too has a lot to do with who and what you're trusting in. Mm. And if you're trusting in man or yourself, pride will seep in. But if mm. you trust in the Lord and take refuge in him mm. then ultimately pride pride is going to be left outside you know mm-hmm. left at the door because you're trusting in what the lord's going to do and, my, and uh brother max sent uh sent me a joke the other day and i thought it'd be cool to share it here but he he asked me if i know what the shortest chapter in the bible is and this this might be something that people have heard so forgive me if you have but he mm-hmm. says do you know what the shortest chapter in the bible is and i was like I Googled it real fast, and I told him, Psalms 117. And I was like, I didn't know it. I, I confessed to him. Like, I didn't really know it. I, I had to Google it. And he was like, oh, and he, like, laughed about it. But then he was like, so so you know the longest chapter? And I didn't know that. That's Psalms 119, right? Mm-hmm. So then he said, I heard that, I heard it said that between the smallest and biggest of things, you find what really matters. Mm-hmm. And he says, what's the middle of the Bible? which is Psalms 118, mm. 8. So it's between the shortest chapter and the longest chapter in the Bible. Max is getting deep right now. So Psalms 118, 8 says in NLT, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. Or New King James, it is better to trust in the Lord than put confidence in the man. In man. Mm. So he said... Or maybe it's in between the two. Sorry, not the middle of the Bible. In between 17, and 117 and 119 is 118.8. Mm-hmm. That's in the between them. And it says that's the 
um, the most centered verse in the Bible. Hmm. And that's the center of the, the long, in between the two, the biggest of things, you know, that's what his joke was, is between the smallest and biggest of things, you'll find what really matters. And the most centered verse of the Bible is it's better to trust in the Lord than put confidence in man. Hmm. So I thought that was the recipe or, you know, the, the ingredients actually for defeating pride is trusting in what the Lord mm-hmm. is doing and what he says and just take refuge in that and not worry about what man or what social media or what the news or what culture is even saying, you know, because that's how you get built up on that pride uh, pedestal is because now you start listening to what so-and-so is doing and then they're going to tell you, oh, you did a great job. And then you're going to start taking trust in what that man said or what that person said rather than what the Lord's called us to do and what he said to you, to you personally. Because mm. everyone's call is different. We, we all have a purpose, mm-hmm. but are you going to take the purpose or are you going to follow the perks? You know, that's what that P.O.P., the purpose over perks. P.O.P. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a pretty awesome scripture for this too. Yeah. Um, because if you read on, it's actually, it, it, it talks about, you know, focusing on things outside of yourself. Right. Right. And, you know, obviously, you know, the point is that God will get all the glory. Yeah. We can't get in the way of that, right? And that's what pride does, right? It's a, it's a it's a spiritual eclipse. Um, real quick on on popularity, um, one of our one of our favorite portions of scripture that we we, we probably quote like every other <laughs> every other podcast, Romans chapter twelve verses one through two, mm. um, where he says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service." And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yet you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we, like I mentioned earlier about that armor of God and memorizing scripture, um, but really focusing on not being conformed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that we should be conformed is to his image and to what he has called us to be and where he would want us to serve him. And not necessarily anything other than that, which is what we want to do, mm-hmm. um, because the world will give you credit. Right. But the world is also like, you know, like that bucket of, of, of crabs. Right. As it builds you up, it will not let you leave the bucket. It will pull you straight back down <laughs> because they want somebody else now. Yeah. Right. And if you look at, you know, if you look at media or social media or if you look at you know all all the the uh, the places where you can get information, all of it has some underlying theme and agenda to it. Mm. And you know why would you follow something if you don't know what that is? It's not hard to find out what it is, by the way. But mm. like, why would you follow that if it doesn't know what it is? Conversely, God's agenda is just He just wants us to love Him mm-hmm. and keep our eyes on Him. Mm-hmm. It's very simple, very easy to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, harder to walk in it long term for the rest of our lives, but denying the pride of ourselves and even of others um, is what gets in the way of that. Mm. And desire and popularity and to be seen and known by others is one of the biggest traps of the enemy. Amen. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy to get caught up in that for sure, mm-hmm. especially when you're caught up in what the world is doing. Then you start to, like you said, the bucket of crabs, you start to get pulled in and yeah. drugged down. And before you know it, you're like, I don't even know what's up anymore. Huh? Yeah. Because you're, you're just lost in a... In the bucket. In a vanishing world, yeah. Um, I wanted to end in Colossians 3 because that's actually late, like the, the name of it is living the new life. And I feel like this is... this is it's 17 verses, so I'll read through it and we'll go from there. But... Um, it has has a lot of um, a lot of information, but also a lot of encouraging things um, for us as we walk um, in this life, because mm-hmm. we are supposed to be um, a new creation, and we are supposed to live in in His light. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like a few of these verses stand out for that. But I liked verses twelve and thirteen. So when I get down there, I'll kind of slow down. Um, uh oh. So get him, Nick. Colossians, get <laughs> yeah, don't turn it into a Bible study, right? Colossians three, uh, starting at verse one, says, "Since you have been raised to to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand." Verse two, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. I thought that was like a powerful. That's, that's mm-hmm. a powerful verse right there for pride and popularity. Get you know, 
keep your keep your your head and thoughts on on heaven, not what is going on here. Mm. Verse three: For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden in or hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all His glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still a part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on a new, your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and He lives in all of us. Verse 12, Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, keyword humility, mm-hmm. gentleness, and patience. Verse 13, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom He gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. Mm -hmm. So, how do we live this new life? (laughs) Read Colossians 3, 1-17. How do you function and keep your your mind focused on on Him? Read these passages. It's it's got everything all, all in just these 17 verses of how to conduct life and how to manage uh, your life, but also the people around you. We're supposed to lead in love, first off. That's the most important, it says. That's that's what binds us all together. Mm. But then, you know, verse 12 is, you know, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Mm. The world doesn't tell you to do any of those things. It's it's all about, you know, me, what I can get now, mm. me, me, me again gentleness that's not you know we're supposed to be tough you know rough like you know we are supposed to be tough men like we are godly men we we armor up so we're strong but at the same time it's not the same strong that the world pushes mm-hmm. and patience is that's what is it patience is a virtue people yeah. ain't got no virtue now nowadays because right. there's no patience everyone needs it now it's it's you know now or never you know so it's um these verses are 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 a good read through almost on a daily basis. I don't say just focus on one set of scripture because you got to you got to take in the whole council. Mm-hmm. But but Paul lays it down in these seventeen verses on some instruction on how to maneuver and how to live and how to be that living sacrifice that Romans was talking about too. Yeah, that's that's a great portion of scripture uh, for so many reasons because of the you know how 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 Paul kind of lines out what a Christian man is really what your, what your walk looks like, but also he kind of gives you a, a view of the outside looking in on how these traits are exhibited and what they should look like. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it forces us to check our heart and see if we see those in ourselves, but also who do we see those traits in others, right? Who mm-hmm. do we see that is humble, that is meek, that is kind, that is loving, mm-hmm. right? Because he tells us to put on that love and that's the love of Christ. But if we put it on, others should notice it. Yes. Right. Something they should say, oh, wow, that's a kind person. Right. That's a loving person. Um, can our can our, our wives, our kids, our coworkers, our boss, our neighbors, can they can they say that about us? Mm-hmm. Can they can they truly say that about us? Or can they say that that dude has a ton of pride and he can't get enough of himself? And he just wants, you know, every time we talk, it's just him talking to me, listening you know what I mean? Like, is it? Why are you looking at me? Right. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I can feel you. <laughs> but in, in, in all in all sincerity, like that's that. This is this Colossians chapter three is one of my favorite chapters in the in the Bible. Mm. And uh, you know, this is a newer Bible for me because I actually gave one of mine away. 
Um, and I had to start over, which was a really tough thing for me to do, a pride thing, because the word is a word, right? Um, but the Lord put it on my heart to give my Bible away. And it, that was like, uh, that, that was a really tough thing. I'm serious. Yeah, no, but I, I, I'm like, I don't think I would buy him a new one. I don't know if I give him, <laughs> I don't know if I give him the one with my notes. <laughs> yeah, right. Cause it's all your notes I'm and like, highlighted. Oh, and yeah. I didn't like transfer. Like it yeah. was just the Lord put it on my heart and I, I wanted to be obedient. And I'm not going to yeah, lie. Like you, I struggled with that. You no have joke. to be obedient at that point. But the point I wanted to make is I didn't have Colossians 3.23 and 24 highlighted or underlined. Mm. And that's one of my favorite portions of scripture. If I'm having a bad day at work, like this is something that will, will, will come to my mind mm-hmm. um, because it, well, it it does have to do with pride. I promise it. It, it, it does have to do with pride. Um, and, and, I'll, and I'll point out why in a second here. But, you know, 23 and 24 says, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord not yourself, right? And he says, and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. I had that uh, imprinted uh, on, a, on a clock and I sent it to my old boss mm. that, um, that retired, he retired, um, just as a reminder, because he's a believer. Mm. And just as a reminder to him that, that it ministered to me, but for him too, like mm-hmm. not, not, not to forget. Because that 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 scripture we shared with each other obviously a couple of times, but it's something that always ministers to me at work. But we have to be mindful like who we serve. Mm-hmm. Because if we're not serving Christ, then we're serving man or mammon. And that's like that's like a straight line. Like there's no like sometimes <laughs> and then other times. You either are or you aren't. There's no percentages. It's a hundred percent on either side, no matter what you do. Yeah. Um, and my closing note was really just one scripture that you sparked that. So uh, I wanted to point that out. But first Samuel chapter 16, verse seven, going all the way back to first Samuel and to, 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 to frame it, this is when, um, you know, Samuel is going to Jesse and looking at Jesse's sons for who the Lord is going to anoint the next King. Mm-hmm. And he sees all these sons and he's like, that's the one. And he's like, Nope, that's the one. And then the Lord reminds Samuel and he says this, for I, I do not see as man sees, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, that's the basis of what he's saying. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. Talking about the oldest son. Mm-hmm. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance. And here it is. But the Lord looks at the heart. So when we talk about pride and who we are and what we're doing, we have to remember that the Lord looks at the heart. Where is your heart? And we know out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you just listen, somebody's going to tell you what their heart is. Mm-hmm. But we have to check our hearts, check our pride, and make sure that we're the men that God has called us to be and not who we want to be, or who the world would tell us to be. Mm-hmm. It uh, reminds me of the saying, um, the... The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart, mm. and that's you know the Lord, the Lord looks at our heart. So like, mm-hmm. a lot of our issues and problems are going to come from where our heart is. You know, so are we is our heart wholehearted uh, devotion to to God, or are mm-hmm. we like you said serving that half and half, that mm-hmm. playing both sides of the fence, mm-hmm. or like Carlos said, you don't want to be riding the center of a picket fence, right? <laughs> that, <laughs> Very painful and dangerous. <laughs> Do not suggest doing that. That was funny. So, so yeah, let's pick one side of the fence, guys. Um, Don't write it. <laughs> all right. But thank you for listening, guys. Thank you mm. for um, tuning in. I just hope I hope and pray that um, this ministered to, to you. And uh, if you feel compelled to share, please do. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have feedback or suggestions. Uh, Keep suggestions, it to yourself. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> please. <laughs> Please share. <laughs> and we just, again, we thank you. Um, and we want to end in prayer. Please. We need prayer. We need, I need prayer. Justin needs prayer. It's fleshed out right now. <laughs> All right. Dear Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for blessing us and watching over us. We just thank you for uh, all that you do in and through our lives. We thank you for this time of recording uh, this conversation. I pray that it was um, edifying to those that listened. I pray that uh, you get all the glory, and I just thank you uh, for the honor and privilege to to allow us to even uh, come before you in this way. And I pray that you um, bind the enemy and all the attacks he has planned for today or 
uh, moving forward for for us individually, our families, and and all that's that are listening. Lord, I just thank you for them. I thank you for um, all that you do for um, us personally, but also for uh, those listening. I pray for blessings over their families and households. I pray for anybody that may be sick right now that you heal them and and give them a full recovery. And I also pray for um, all those listening that you give them the strength and power to to endure uh, this world and all that the, the society and culture is throwing against us. I pray that we stay focused on you and that we give you all of our heart and, and mind and body um, completely. And, and we just listen and be sensitive to what your spirit is telling us to do and calling us to do. And I pray that we're faithful and obedient to that calling. And thank you for all that you do for us. I thank you for our families and all that you provide. And we love you. And it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. And don't forget, Jesus loves you, and so do we. Thank you for listening to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. We hope and pray this episode has brightened up your day. We appreciate you, and if possible, please post or share with anyone that may also enjoy our podcast. God bless.